And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the plague week 54 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a writer and comedian who genuinely sees and hears all of you, which is a constant waking nightmare. Please make it stop. It's Josh Gondelman. And she's a comedian, author, and treasurer of her local hot dog club. It's Alicia Tobin. Tone Zone is here to subscribe and smash that eh button. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. We'll have a good times never end. Allison Rosen. Do the way we can dance again. Allison Rosen. Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little Nanaimo bars. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate, which I may or may not be pronouncing correctly, we'll have to find out from our resident Canadian here, uh, was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Joey Wynn. And he put in parentheses, I miss Canada. So we'll get into all that. Speaking of Patreon, um, you should, should join I couldn't decide if I was going to say join or sign up. You should sign up and also join my Patreon. It is super fun. Over the weekend, we had a Patreon Zoom party, and I fucked up in a big way in that I uh, normally record them so that people who miss out can watch it after, people who are who have access to that benefit. And it was really juicy. We bitched about people. There was Daniel joined. There was a little bit of something I thought was going to be a funny story, but it was more actually marital strife that came out. And there was something else, something else juicy that I was going to tell you guys about that was going to serve as quite a tasty morsel tease. But now I forget. But anyway, it was very fun. And uh, and it's lost to the sands of time. So anyway, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Uh, I would like to say hello to my guests. Very excited for this group. Alicia Tobin, resident Canadian. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Josh Gondelman, uh, third time on the show, first time on the Thursday show. Hello. Hello. What a pleasure. So nice to be here. I'm very excited to have you on. Tony Thaxton, producer, getting introduced. Let's see. I mean, we are two minutes and 25 seconds in. This is unheard of. Usually I remember to introduce you like around 41 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. I think this uh, just goes to show that I'm really uh, wearing you down and you've grown to love me. (laughs) You're right. Like in the Mm -hmm. way that like a barnacle on a whale or something. Actually, that was supposed to be- took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) That was supposed to be insulting to you and it just turned around (laughs) on me because I'm the whale in that one. I'm going to have to think up a new, Tony, I'm going to send you over a new amazing analogy. And then you, can you just like insert it in post, make it sound good? Oh, I, I can't wait. <laughs> I, I, I want nothing more than that. <laughs> I'm not really going to do that. If anyone's listened to the show before, which I hope you guys have, um, you know that I don't do anything professional like that. I barely remember to introduce Tony, but... But Tony has made a triumphant return to the Monday shows. He was always on the Monday shows. And then once this whole crazy pandemic started, uh, he was on the first one and Zoom, there was a lag. And I worried that it was like too many people trying to connect at once. And then I, um, I banished him. And so I would just record with the guest and then I would send him the file. But of late, last two weeks, Sarah Watkins and Kulop Vilaysak and Vilaysak and Suchin Pak 
Tony has been back. And mm-hmm. on the most recent one, we even chatted at the top, just like old days. How does it feel for you, Tony? Oh, man. I already so many memories flooding back. I know. You know, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's really been quite a ride. Yeah. It's, a, it's been an e-ticket ride for the old people <laughs> listening. Okay. All right. Enough of that. But everyone should go listen to the Sarah Watkins episode. She performed Absolutely. an original song uh, at the end of it. And I can't stop listening to it and thinking about it. And I want everyone so to go good. appreciate and love it, too. YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. You can see the video. Okay. So, Alicia. Nanaimo Bar? What, how do you say mm-hmm. it? No. Nanaimo Bar. Nanaimo. And what is yeah. it? Explain this, please. Which part? What a Nanaimo is? Yes. Nanaimo is a city on Vancouver Island. Oh. It's one of the largest cities uh, on Vancouver Island, if not the largest. Um, and the Nanaimo bar is a combination of chocolate and then a custard cream on top of a coconutty chocolate bar base. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's a Canadian treat. It's intense. It's sort of like, I feel like people that like Easter cream eggs are likely to like these, but I love Easter cream eggs. And I hate Nanaimo bars, unless they're like not that. It's the cust. It's the custard. The custard's always like too much. Um, but I will still eat five to ten if provided <laughs> to me through a parent. Um, I've never made them. Uh, they people love them. And I heard that the New York Times completely destroyed the recipe. And there's a lot of angry Canadians. They said to put peas in them. I think. <laughs> Yeah, that's instead of the custard part, mm-hmm. uh, it's peas. Just squish up some peas, lay them down <laughs> under the coconut. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Nom, 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 um, So, yeah. Josh, are you familiar with this treat? That, but yes. I need, I need to say, not only, I can accept that I pronounced it wrong, but the fact that it's like one of the biggest cities in um, Van- Wait. British Columbia. British Columbia. Okay. <laughs> In the course of explaining how I feel bad about not knowing that, I have further dug myself in. When no, no, I know I it's, Canada. It's okay. I want Canada to welcome me with open arms, and I'm just we shooting would. myself in the foot. We don't have as many like major cities. We have just a handful of provinces, but I know nothing about American geography, and I can't spell Minnesota and. Illinois and all these other places that I probably won't go to. Um, Not because they're bad places, but because we can't travel. Um, So I feel bad because you don't know something. Feel bad because you are probably going to accidentally eat in a Nanaimo bar sometime in the near future. I feel like I would like that. And honestly, I feel like I would enjoy the custard layer. But is it squishy and like soft and creamy? No, No, it's firm. It's firm. Like a candy bar. It's firm, but like, but kind of chewy, right? There's like a chew to it. Yeah, it's It's not like a Chips Ahoy. Yeah. It's not like a crunchy. Yeah. It's Mm. like, it's firm, but there's give to it. And it's like you said, um, Alicia, very intense, right? It's like, you really only need an amount the size of like two Legos. (laughs) And it sounds like fudge. It's, it's, there's, there's an American. There's an American dessert that's like it, but I forget what it's called. Cause it's How dare not, you? It's, I know. Uh, yeah. I don't even know American stuff. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, Nevada? No. What are we, 53 <laughs> states now? I've never heard of that one. <laughs> what could this American dessert that's like it be? 
Let me look it up. I'm going to do some good. No, it's firmer than an almond joy. I like this is this is texture talk with Allison Rosen, right? We're yeah. just we're just going to try to calibrate the texture. Is it a a nougaty sensation? Not quite nougaty. It's like it's almost like the like the kind of firm like picture like a pecan pie, but if the pecan filling were thin. Okay. I so mean, like, I'm on board. So there's, it's like, the, picture like if the crust the, and the nuts were separated just by like a toothpaste layer of, uh, not the flavor, not in flavor. No, I know, but, but it's, it's still, it's still gross I know. To me. A toothpaste gross. thick layer or like, like a cake frosting thickness layer. Yeah. I'm on board. The, yeah. Um, you know what? It sounds like a, um, like a pecan sandy bar or something. Like a cookie bar. No. You're going to be so disappointed if you... I was wondering, have you had a Hello Dolly before? I don't think so. Yeah, that bar? That's the ultimate bar. And that's... It puts Nanaimo bars to shame. But Nanaimo bars, I think Josh kind of nailed it. It's like icing. It's almost like icing Mm. consistency. So imagine like a Lara bar, that consistency. Okay. And then a layer of kind of like thick icing, very sweet. And then a hard, solid piece of chocolate on top and i think the chocolate's always dark chocolate but i could be wrong i just i'm out just like on shark tank i'm out guys um, wait what got just, you what pulled you out the yeah. the competing layers a lot is of layers just gonna like my mouth said no thank you and it's, then also that i'm not a big dark chocolate fan but in the it's same the chocolate that ruins it yeah it's 100 the chocolate that's the chocolate is the one thing that's too many. It's like when the Nima bar left the house, it should have gone back in and mm. taken off one layer. Yes. And it would have been the chocolate. Right. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror. What catches your yeah. eye? Remove it. That, that piece mm. of advice always bothered me, actually, because I feel like yeah. the, when I look in the mirror, what catches my eye, that's the thing that I spent time choosing. Mm-hmm. You know? My very safe gray, uh, whatever this is, wrap thing. I'm not taking that off. Okay, so anyway, all of this made me realize we need to do, and this is a segment that I don't think either of you have done, I joke that it's my signature segment because I can never remember the name of it. It's Yes, Please (laughs) or Oh, Please, and this is where we talk about controversial, lightning rod, highly polarizing topics. I'm not looking... Listen, Alicia, I know you're from Canada, but I'm not looking... And Josh, you're like the world's nicest guy. I'm not looking... (laughs) People think I'm from Canada. Yeah, that's how... (laughs) We're not looking for nice diplomatic takes. We're looking for... You might get canceled. I want the real goods here. Okay. 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 Yeah. So get ready to dig deep and like Feel put like it. Josh and I aren't built for this. No, this is where I live. This is where my this is where my comedy comes from. I come up with an opinion and I stick to it, whether I'm right or I'm wrong. I just I'm coming in hot. Oh, I'm ready. Good. That's good. Okay, yeah. we're so different. As soon as I say a controversial opinion, I immediately apologize. Uh, I, I apologize yeah. for non-controversial. In real life, I'll apologize. I'll be like, "Oh, hey, uh, it was really nice to see you. I'm so sorry. That was way over the line, <laughs> Dad." On uh, so I do a parenting-ish podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons, and we you joked, just got Fitzdog. <laughs> we joked that it should be called Codependent Crossfire because we would start out with different opinions, and by the end, we had both reversed. 
Oh, that's so funny. We both got talked into the other one's opinion. Um, So I hear what you guys are saying. But still, you're going to have to fight your nice and your Canadian tendencies. Okay, Tony, let's hear the song. He said, yes, please, give some of that. Oh, oh, please, that's much crap. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I get it. I'm ready. S'mores. Never had one. Oh, wow. no. I know. Oh, no. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> so, yes, you're intrigued. You would like to no, try a s'more. Yeah, yes, please. You know what it is, right? Yeah, it's a graham cracker, a marshmallow, and a piece of chocolate. Yeah, and, and melt it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, Josh, what about you? I'm going to say yes, please. I think there, there's so much, like, especially I live I live in New York, and, like, the, the primary benefit of New York City for the past year has been, despite everything, I have access to every kind of food at a moment's notice. But I do think a s'more is, like, occasion-specific. And so, like, if you were to be like, you know, I wouldn't keep, if you could have ready-made s'mores, I wouldn't, like, keep a box of them in my house to have one a day. But, like, when you have, like, an outdoorsy excursion, it it feels like a special treat. So I'm, yes, please, on s'mores, I'm, like, Okay with the food itself, delighted by the occasion uh, to eat one. Mm. That is a very Josh Gondelman answer, but it's also full of passion, so I like it. Now, you said you're in New York where you can eat anything you want. Mm -hmm. Is Bucatini back? Bucatini has come back. Okay. Um, yeah, shout out to, to Rachel Handler for writing that article about the, the Bucatini shortage. But I, th- I think it's coming back little by little, like, like the, the songbirds in the spring. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Tony, what about you? I feel like Josh nailed it on the head. I, 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 it's pretty much exactly how I feel. It's, I give it a big yes, please. But yeah, it's, it's not a thing I have hardly ever but uh when it when it happens i'm all i'm all about it mm-hmm. and i'm not necessarily a big marshmallow guy but it's like that thing where like you you put it in a s'more though and it's yeah there yeah. we go now we're talking um i hope you're all sitting down and i hope you can handle i hope you're not living in some kind of echo chamber where you only you know where you're going to mute or block people who are going to present the other side to you but i am a big Oh, please. Wow. Now, I'm not going to attribute it entirely to the fact that I don't really like the beach and I don't like eating sand, which is typically... But Even though I don't like the beach, I have been feeling like I need to take my kids to the beach and I want to go to the beach because it's been a long time since I've been there. And then once I go there, I'll be reminded that I don't really like it. Mm-hmm. So I, I have the urge to... I have a masochistic beach urge right now. But in general, you eat s'mores at the beach. Someone makes a fire. You stick them on like a long pokey thing. It's uncomfortably warm. Your s'more. You think of it as the beach. Like I think of it more as like a camping thing. Yeah, me too. The, like the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the sand. I can see the, how the sand well, is upsetting. Yeah. Yes, well, you're because, on the – I feel like – you're on the west coast maybe mm-hmm. you maybe you have like beach bonfires like beachside bonfires maybe that's, that's all okay. i feel like my childhood was filled with so many beach bonfires oftentimes some friends church youth group i mean everything i don't know who loves a bonfire but i don't but i went to so many of them and they always involve s'mores and they and what what are even is it did someone just take a wire hanger and then like open it 
in the same way that if I'm nervous, I'll do with a paperclip. Like you're just holding a, a, a spear basically and then it's dangling and it's got a marshmallow on the end of it and then it sets it sets stuff on fire and you blow yeah, it that out. Stuff rules. That, that's pretty that fun. That part is awesome. <laughs> you blow it out and then you stick it on between two graham crackers. You stick a piece of chocolate in there. It's like not consistently melted, but it is too hot in parts. And then you take a bite and then it's it's too sticky and there's sand in it. Like there's just no clean way to eat a s'mores. <clears throat> I don't which think is, they're beach food. It's not beach food. It's not beach food. It's, I think if you tried to s'more in the woods – your your vitriol would cool down by like at least twenty five percent. I mean, that's I still like a lot of vitriol left, but I hear what it's you're still saying. Still a lot, sure. I do like the saying, ingredients. You I do just, like the ingredients, yeah. The ingredients are good. I just don't need it to be uncomfortably hot in parts, and the so, melty chocolate, and I don't know. And then plus, that's the, the thing. The chocolate also, I, like, I could use a third. A third of the amount of chocolate because the chocolate then just sort of smothers the rest of the flavors. Well, mm. you know that you, you you literally make the whole thing. You can pick how much chocolate you want to put on there, Allison. <laughs> you could use um, like no. a hazelnut spread, too. Oh, yes, yeah. That like, would can be you tell good. us I just more? I want to suggest that. Oh, that would be good. The game. And um, it would be like probably way nicer Okay, have like that with the... So I feel like things stuff. we're learning. You go to the woods. You yeah. bring some Nutella. I feel yeah. like this is going to be a game changer for you. Yeah, I think you're right. I just want to address Tony's allegation. and his <laughs> a- No, not allegation. His alleged accusation. Uh, I no, felt- I'd, go, I'd call it a fact. <laughs> Tony's aggressive <laughs> attack on me moments ago when he said that I was in charge of making my own s'mores and I could have used less chocolate. Mm-hmm. Tony, 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 that, Tony. That Tony, does Tony. ring true. Well, <laughs> you know, you, look, I wasn't even in, in charge. Excuse me. I can't talk. I wasn't even in. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. I wasn't even in charge of whether I went to a bonfire. I feel like okay. I just sort of slept walked through my childhood. And yes, I actually could have set s'mores boundaries, but I didn't. I didn't. I was just like, okay, whatever. Okay, uh, this is okay. Thank you for this. Okay, okay, here we go. Okay, okay I hate all this, but I don't know that really. It just coming out in my facial tics that I've developed. Okay, that was my childhood. I have another question. Is yes. it always Hershey's chocolate? I think because it is. Hershey's is the worst chocolate. Oh my! I knew we were headed for controversy. It tastes like barf a little bit. Wow! What is your favorite chocolate? Anything but Hershey's, but we'll still eat Hershey's if it's the only thing around. I have never made a s'more with anything other than Hershey's. I think it's also part of the problem. Yeah. That I think that that chocolate could be upgraded. This Mm -hmm. is coming from a person who hasn't had it, but just Hershey's, (laughs) like, there's much better chocolate now. Wait, Um, oh, you haven't had a s'more or you haven't had Hershey's? (laughs) I haven't had s'mores. Yeah. So, but Hershey's has this kind of strange aftertaste and very strong flavor to it that's not really a chocolate flavor and it's and not the it doesn't have that good thing that i think they say in like good chocolate it should like smudge when you touch it right and hershey's is very like firm like a crayola crayon with waxy uh, yeah it's waxy that's the a great word i got right there with crayon and you were like <laughs> waxy oh right um, no you you so, made but it come to think, life more i do think that would make I do think that would make a difference. I'm with I'm with Alicia. You upgrade the chocolate or go Nutella. Nutella. I think 
I think your anti s'more is you were you were raised in captivity by Jack Johnson. It sounds like yes. or John Mayer, <laughs> and and that seems unhealthy. One of my friends was Jack Johnson's guitar tech. That's how much he just nailed that on the head. Yeah. Now, I don't okay. know how many s'mores he consumed in that line of work. Probably a lot. So I bet Jack Johnson, before you know, before he kisses a person for the first time, it's all s'more play. He brings them out to a bonfire <laughs> on the beach, toasts them a marshmallow. Boom. That's his move. I think you're right. It now, wouldn't work on Allison. It would not work no way no i would be it would it would be a turnoff i tried to get the word s'more into that but i couldn't (laughs) smirnoff is just a vodka (laughs) um so if i seem a little cranky uh i did not sleep well which is sort of a thing that i often don't do i often don't sleep well however I've gotten in the habit of sleeping with a little heat pad, like a little old lady. I think it started from uncomfortable cramps. And now just every single night, I just get in bed. I put the heat pad on my abdomen. I go, oh, it's so comfortable. I'm so like, it's like my version of a heated blanket. And then it started periodically flashing F. And (laughs) that has just been a real problem. And then last night it just so then I was like okay I just got to turn it down for some reason it'll work if I turn it down, um, and then last night it just completely didn't work, so I had to just instead of just unplugging it and plugging it back in desperately like I've been doing, I, I just had to sleep without it and I could barely sleep and I've realized like a a boy who can only masturbate with lotion I've done this to myself I have become dependent on this item. What do I do? Just get another one. Should I just get another one or should I break the dependency? I mean, I already have ordered one, but I'm like, I could stop. I think I should just, I'm not going to be in were you sleeping before you started, you figured out this blanket thing? I, or is it something that actually helps you sleep? It helps me sleep. Then you absolutely need to get one. Okay. Yeah. That's what like I'll if do. You can't, sleep is the most important thing you can do and nobody does it properly or easily. Yeah. The least, the least you deserve in this life is that extra hour or two hours of rested sleep that you get from this dumb blanket. All right. Then yeah. I'm glad that I've already ordered another one. But maybe you should get a backup one. That's yeah. smart. You you were going to go in the opposite direction, Allison. You were like, do I need one or zero? Alicia's like, get two. Yeah. <laughs> Double down. Well, here's the thing that's going to drive me insane. We actually own another one, but I can't find it. Mm. There is one mm. in the house. The solution to my sleepless night tonight is in the house somewhere, but I haven't seen it since we moved. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe it isn't in the house. <laughs> since you moved? <laughs> maybe it isn't Didn't in the you house. Move, maybe like- you loaned it to somebody. <laughs> That's something that I do. I loan things and then then I forget who I loaned them to and I, get another one. I like that idea, except just to paint a picture of myself as someone who's like really, really petty. I loaned a book to this guy, Ben, when I lived in New York. I don't know if I've mentioned that I lived in New York what? many years ago. <laughs> and uh, I still remember. And I loaned my Spanish textbook to this guy, Jeff, in college. Neither of them have Jeff. been returned yeah, Jeff with a G, so there you go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Neither of them have been returned, so I would know if I'd loaned it out. Anyway, Tony, on the attack again, yes, right. we moved into this house in late 2018. <laughs> However, I had seen this heat pad. You're still, you're still unpacking. In, we are still unpacking. <laughs> 
like, like it's unusual. Speaking of clutter, Alicia, you mentioned that you were spring cleaning. Yeah, do I'll tell. I'll you a picture on Instagram of what this uh, apartment looked like two hours ago. Uh, I took the week off work. I need a break from being at work all the time during a pandemic. And uh, then I realized I can't relax because my house is so disorganized and I'm here for a week. So I started going through all the fucking paperwork and all the stuff from work and separating it. And I have three baskets. One's like memories and um, like things that I want to keep like cards and one's paperwork that has to be filed properly. And the other is trash or donations. Um, and I am so tired and I'm only maybe a third done, mm. but uh, I feel like it's my home again and not my office, which is great. That's good. That's good to make. I like the three basket idea because it's that first basket you mentioned, the sort of emotion, the memory, emotional it's, nostalgia. It's um, so emotional. <laughs> that's the, the hardest one for me. And that's, I think, why I'm not good at decluttering. Yeah, well, I just allow myself to keep things that I like. And that includes a lot of weird things. And but what am I going to do? I'd love it. Like if I love something, it doesn't matter if I have it, if I have room for it. It's not something that if it's not something somebody else could use or appreciate too. like a bunch of weird things from comedy shows that I've collected over the years. And yeah, it doesn't take up a lot of space, but it brings me happiness. I'm not um, a minimalist, uh, but um I have made the mistake before of getting rid of things that I actually liked out of a sense of like, oh, I don't really yes. use. I have a pair of overalls from the 90s that I love. And every time I kind of go through my closet, I just say like, I'm always going to keep these beautifully made overalls that look really weird now. <laughs> but <laughs> I love them and I love that time in my life and I allow myself to keep them and put them on and like slowly zip them up and pinch my fat a little bit. Uh, and then I walk around the house <laughs> and then I take them off and I put them off. They look weird because they say O.J. Simpson rules across yeah. the front, right? <laughs> he didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't fit, it must he must acquit. That's on the back. Uh, and in the front, there's just a picture of Woody Allen. Um, it's really nice. Really nice. I made by a designer in Montreal. She was really cool. Um <laughs> Yeah. So that's it. It's like I, what I really hate and hate doing is paperwork. Mm-hmm. So I'll just put like all of my tax receipts in a basket and then yeah. not, you know, and then let's not deal with them and then move them to a bigger basket and move them to a bigger basket. So that's the kind of stuff I hate to look at. Like I hate looking at money stuff and mm-hmm. bills and things like that. So what have you been doing with it? I just, well, now that's all organized, but... I would just put them in a basket. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I mean, when you, because that's my question is like in going through it, what do you do? Because I've got, you know, a thousand papers and I just keep them because I don't know if I'm supposed to or not, but I will never, I will never go through them. I could throw all of them out and I'd probably be okay until someone asks me for like a copy of something and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, I think that most important thing is like keep the stuff that you know you may need and know where it is, but don't have it around so you have to look at it. I mean, all of that is already a problem. too far, yes. I have the same, the similar problem, Allison, where I'm like, I feel like I, as an adult in my 30s, I should look at a paper and know whether it's something I will need or will not need. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my radar for that is way off. Yes. And so I'll, I'm just like, I either keep everything and then it just becomes like insurmountable stacks or, and, and then it just gets to a point where I go, 
well, it's been two years and no one's asked me for this. And then I throw it out. And it's like, there's got to be a better, more discerning system I could implement. There's an app. You could like use one of those apps where you just take a photo of your receipt and mm. then get rid of your receipt. I don't know. This is not funny. It's like receipts, mail. <laughs> no, but it's no, no, no. I hear you. I think that's that's right for receipts. Um, but I mean, like any kind of paper. Like if I look at a genre of paper, if you were like, Josh, is this important for six months, a year, five years from now? I would not be able to know yes or no. If you're like this medical bill that you've right. paid, yes, this um, right, okay, uh, this um, just a statement from like a, a like a bank statement from three months ago. No. Okay. You can get it online too. Yeah. yeah that's kind of how I feel about most things these days. Cause that's kind of where, cause I struggle with this a little bit too, but I feel like I, at the end of the day, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, I can get this online. Like there's so, there are very few things I feel like you can't still access somehow. Yep. Receipts from the farmer's market. Keep those, Josh. <laughs> oh, okay. written like parsnips five dollars <laughs> keep that just for memories just for that the was good just times. that was just like a, a a dollop of honey paid for with a handshake <laughs> oh, yeah what if you put the honey in your hand though and then you shook his hand that's oh. a mean prank that's they call that uh they call that the farmer's hello and it's very rude <laughs> they call yeah. they call it good morning beekeeper and you're not supposed to do it it's surprise it always catches me by surprise too because the farmer's oh, market yeah. is such a friendly place like here mm. we're you know we're bringing our wares from the earth and then to have like a, a sticky handful of honey i i never see it coming and i always fall never for it. see it coming and you always there's always a little twinkle in their eye yeah. And usually they're going bzz, 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 to kind of telegraph it, right. but I never catch on. I get taken unawares every time when they give me the hello beekeeper. It's so hard to get home with a handful of honey. Yes. Gosh, that is a that's a beautiful Indigo Girls lyric. <laughs> <laughs> that I would say that's like probably the only upside of the pandemic. It's been over a year since I've had a handful of honey. <laughs> Yeah. I, it's true. I do feel like in general, people aren't talking about this uh, because of just the massive public health emergency, but right. pranks have gone way down. <laughs> they really have. Mm-hmm. But even, and I know that, I know that you're, when you're joking and also being serious, but there was supposed to be a prank show with a couple disgraced comedians and that got oh. shelved when their scandals came out. So, and I feel like there was like a couple prank shows that were, there were, there's one with the disgraced comedians and then there was one with, um, the guy who he's the kid from stranger things. Oh yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And they, I think it was like a, something where someone would be applying for a job, but the job was fake. It looked very cruel. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't blame that, that, that kid. Right. It was like, it, it felt, I remember seeing like a promo for it or just even like the description on variety or something. And it was, yeah, it was something that was like a person really needs something. And then yeah. they play a prank on that person. Right. It felt really bad. Yeah. It's yeah, like, like a doctor. They're dying. Just kidding. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, have I, you ever played a really great prank? 
I haven't played a really great prank in a long time, but I have played some pretty great pranks. I don't think I have ever. Pl- I'm not really the pranking type, but I would like to hear what prank you have played. Please. When I was a kid, I my frontal lobe wasn't fully developed, I guess. I was pretty good at pranks. Um, the That's all kids, friends, by the way. Pardon me? I said, I think that's all kids. Yeah. All kids, they're not fully developed in the frontal lobe yet. That makes me feel better. Thank you. Um, my friend's sister, who's a bit older, her bike was stolen the year before, and it was her favorite bike. It was a banana seat bike, silver um, handlebars, streamers. And wow. so for my birthday, the next year, I asked for the exact same bike. And then I went to her house and parked it in her driveway, and I said, I found your bike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so mean. So mean, um, right? Um, then I, then um, she was really excited, and I just said, I'm just kidding. It's my bike. I got it for my birthday. Oh, my God. I take back <laughs> what I said. That's so mean, Alicia. <laughs> yeah. And then another joke I played. I was thinking about this the other day because I saw a very similar car. Um, my parents had this really old station wagon, like, family vacation style. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. We never really thought anything of it. But my friend Jen, um, her sister, was going to get a new car for her birthday when she turned 16, get her driver's license. And so I told Jen that her parents had contacted my parents to buy the station wagon for her sister. And uh, she cried. <laughs> that's See, that's, I think, a funnier one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did. Allison, you were dead on. I looked up that prank show. It was called... Um, prank encounters, which I don't, I guess that's mm. supposed to be a pun. Um, and they said the terrifying and hilarious pranks that those are quotes, terrifying and hilarious Jeez. would be played on two complete strangers who each think they're starting their first day at a new job. And there's nothing people like more, right? To have finally found a job <laughs> after a lengthy search, <laughs> only to have it be pulled out from under them by a wealthy teenager. Right. <laughs> that's what people, that's what people want. And on top of that, the first day, the first day of a new job is never stressful or anything. No. You're, just You're just like, gosh, I wish a child who has a net worth of more than my whole family combined would play a trick on me today. That's what I need. And I'm not even the kid was 16 at the time. I'm not like mad at the 16 year old kid. It's just like the adult executives who are like, yeah, that's a show. Um, is the pun Frank encounters? Because that's that's bare. That's like a wheel of fortune, like what what wheel of fortune would consider a phrase where you're like, I mean, it's words together, but it's not a known <laughs> phrase. I guess I get what that means. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. The idea of a pun on a thing that someone might say, right? Frank, I get it's not. That's silly. You know what's not yeah. silly though? Better help. If you're having trouble meeting your goals or difficulty with relationships or trouble sleeping or you're feeling stressed or depressed, BetterHelp is available. BetterHelp offers online professional counselors who can listen and help. You simply fill out a questionnaire to assess your needs and BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. And you guys, Greg Fitzsimmons is using BetterHelp right now. And also Ali Ward is using BetterHelp. And I do not feel bad revealing what seems like it should be kind of confidential because they've both publicly on shows to me said this. So, um, and they're both super happy with it. And something that I think is so great about BetterHelp is you can change therapist till you get to the person that where that feels like a good match for you. Um, as many times as you want, no extra charge. So if you're thinking, well, I, 
I mean, I, I know that a concern that a lot of people have with starting therapy is, I don't, what if it doesn't feel right? I don't want to commit, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're not committing. You are, you are starting the process of finding the person who will be the right match for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash best friend. Visit BetterHelp, so that's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash best friend and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp professional. I also want to talk to you guys about Soul Cycle. If you're like me, you're missing your workout routine and your favorite fitness instructors. Uh, perhaps you're looking for an at-home alternative that is every bit as motivating and as good as your as your out of home experience. And that is where your Soul Cycle at home bike comes in. Uh, the Soul Cycle at home bike converts your home into a Soul Cycle studio. The 21 inch touch screen houses a revolutionary sound system that was specifically engineered for the bike and Soul Cycle's iconic playlist with unlimited access to live and on demand Soul Cycle classes. You can clip in with your favorite instructors and be transported to the front row of the studio on your schedule. Your monthly membership also gives you unlimited access to the Equinox Plus app where you can stream classes from other top tier brands like Equinox, Rumble, TB12, Pure Yoga, and Solid Core. You can get your SoulCycle at-home bike in just one to three weeks. One to three weeks, you guys. And they have financing options available to make attaining your goals of achievable. Um, and also just another, I just want to say the app is so great because there's so many options. You'll definitely find something that you love. I have. Get your Soul Cycle at home bike today by visiting mysoulcyclebike.com slash best friend and use promo code best friend to get a complimentary pair of at home select cycling shoes with your purchase. That's mysoulcyclebike.com slash best friend, promo code best friend to get a complimentary pair of cycling shoes with the purchase of your Soul Cycle at home bike. My Soul Cycle bike.com slash best friend promo code best friend okay so i don't know it is a good deal i don't know how you guys feel about thong underwear thong underwear and g-strings but it has been sort of an ongoing like you know how you know shows where each season it changes stories so like um what's it what's the tv show like a fargo is Fargo changing oh, yeah, stories Fargo. each season? Yeah, it's like an anthology show. Yeah. Yes. This season of my show seems to be dedicated to thongs and G-strings. Um, I have... Yet, yet Cisco is nowhere to be found. <laughs> thus far. Cisco, answer That's Allison's true. email. Yeah. <laughs> Cisco, do we just talk about thongs and then it like pings him? Or how, how, do, <laughs> how do we indicate that we need Cisco to weigh in? I can't admit... We, we could you could get Cisco on here. I think we can make that happen. All right, um, but I like the idea that just talking about it like alerts his thong passing. Yeah. Like he just gets yeah. a, a tingling in in between <laughs> his cheeks. He's like, I'm needed. Um, so and then he hops into a car which looks like a giant thong. It's the most uncomfortable car ever because mm-hmm. you're kind of falling out of either side of it, and it's also very dangerous. Anyway. I have it's more, sh- of a, more of a bike with a with a car's <laughs> engine. <laughs> it really is. Yes. It's like a really tricked out moped. Yeah. Um, so I have uh, shared that I find them to be 
just incredibly uncomfortable. And people who say that they get comfortable, I don't believe that. And on a recent Monday episode, uh, Daniel and I took calls and I had people weigh in. And I mean, they were just to a man, woman, person. Everyone was anti-thong. However, uh, some people have written in to defend thongs. Okay, okay. Yeah. And here's one that I wanted to share. Tony, do we have anything to play to indicate that I'm going to read something? Tony Thaxton! (laughs) Exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Hello. Oh, and and they wrote into ariymbfshow at gmail.com. Hello, I love the show. Never thought this would be the reason I'd write in, but I feel like someone needs to defend thongs. I started wearing them in high school, specifically for cross-country and track, because, and this is gross, the butt of my underwear would get so sweaty and nasty that it interfered with my ability to focus on the workout. I like thongs... (sighs) Let me just take a moment to say... If the problem is that the fabric is all sweaty and nasty, why are you why are you like inserting it inside your body? But anyway, um, mm. I liked thongs immediately. Maybe because I only ever get one hundred percent cotton ones, and they're quite soft. And was legitimately excited to discover that they also keep farts from getting super loud. I'm not sure yes. how that. <laughs> I'm back in. <laughs> Oh my god, I I have more to read, but I love Alicia's reaction and also Josh's expression. Uh, I should have said when I when I was talking about Patreon earlier, one of the Patreon bonuses is you can see this video. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. I'm not sure how that works. Maybe the string prevents vibration or something. Anyway, we don't all have stock. I doubt the science. Here. I know. We I'm don't- skeptical. We don't all have Stockholm Syndrome. That was something that we alleged on an earlier episode. Sincerely, please don't read my name on air. Um, And I wrote back and I said, this (laughs) fart revelation might be a game changer for someone else, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't do it. But And then as Josh points out, like the science is dubious because... Yeah, I'm going to need to see a peer-reviewed study. (laughs) (laughs) Also... If you it's think just about touching it, her butthole, so the it's just fart a mute escape. Yeah, yeah, it's like a trumpet's mute. Yeah, because um, I, I like don't the think it's science as much as it is physics. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a, that's still a science. We're gonna need to get like Allie Ward to come on and talk about it, or 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 if there's like a famous fartologist. Um, if it is a vibrating string, if you think about it, if you were to touch it in different areas, your fart would be different tones. Right, like a guitar string. Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Basically, yeah. Did you get another letter or just the one? Um, I received another one that I – did I read it on the the show with Jenna and Al? I think I did. I don't recall you reading one. Really? Still, the numbers seem really low in the pro thong. Uh, you know what give me one second because someone wrote in to childish and i just got to find that now i don't i don't know why they're writing into childish (laughs) when it's this is the thongs have been coming up on this show unless we also talked about it on that show this is like the uh, marvel cinematic universe it really is it's reaching (laughs) across this is thong division yeah okay here we go now in this one she even sent a photo of herself in a thong. Wow. Which is kind mm. of bragging. And I mean, cause she's Sweet got like a, 
a crazy badonkadonk <laughs> with a thong yeah. in it. So anyway. It must be nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, maybe it's I sour like grapes. It's also like butt specific. Yeah, and I have a butt that right. is re- right. in this like, you know how people will um will um pierce their eyebrow and apparently your body rejects it and it grows out? Yeah. My body rejects thongs. Josh, you didn't know about this? I didn't know about this. I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, I've never pierced my eyebrow, but I've heard of that happening. Like, it's your body kind of pushes. Oh, yeah, the, like reject, rejects the Like piercing. a tree growing around a chain link fence? Kind oh. of. <laughs> but like the opposite of it, like a tree expelling a chain link fence. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> but, um, oh my God. But imagine if your butt grew around the thong. Mm hmm. Oh, I bet there's some nightmare stories. I'm sure. So, anyway, this is what she said Allison. The fans and I from your BFF show. So there is a podcast called BFF Fancast, which is about this show. They'll talk about you guys, and it'll be positive. Um, the fans and I from your BFF show were having a convo about liking thongs and shallow butt cheeks. We don't understand the shallow butt cheek thing, but either way, oh. here's a pic of someone who enjoys thongs. Are her butt cheeks shallow? It may or may not be a pic of me in Hawaii. Listen, Marcy, you have a great butt. Um yeah, we were just theorizing that those of us who are anti-thong, maybe our butthole is deep set. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe you don't have my, like butt cheeks. But to I do. Kind of, that's nice. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say just in, I don't personally like thongs, but I do really like the way thong bathing suits look. Yeah, like, the look. I think those, there's, they look really nice on people. I am okay with the look of all of it. It's the feel. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. It's the feel I can't get behind. Where are Is you? It because with- once one slipped when you were really drunk and then you walked home and you didn't realize it had slipped and then you chafed your labia? No. But okay. is that okay. a risk? It could be. It could Did be. this happen to you? I can't say. <laughs> was it like a fancy thong with beads on it or lace or something? Because I, this came up, what came up on the last episode I'm remembering now is that I ran into an article, which is like how to start wearing thongs with minimal discomfort and pain. And I was like, this, what? why, why do you have to work up to wearing underwear? Yeah. What I look for in an article of clothing is rarely <laughs> that I need like, like a seminar to get me ready for it. <laughs> right. I think either they're comfortable or they're not comfortable. Yeah. Either it's for you. And this is not anti-thong. This, this is just anything that does not suit your body in that way is probably not for you, right? If it was like uh, how to wear socks in a way where your feet don't catch on fire, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm a flip-flops guy now. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, no. Please no, Josh. Um, no. I, I'm not a flip-flops guy. Thank you. No, um, you're a like custom sneaker head. Big, big sock wearer. A lot of sneakers. <laughs> Very rare. Am I in sandals? I think I, I. What were you saying, Alicia? I stepped on it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just excited to talk about shoes, and then I realized that no one probably wants to talk about shoes. I love to talk about yeah. a shoe. Hello. I was going to say, would you wear if you had to? What would be your sandal of choice? Mm. Because I have a whole Birkenstock theory. Tell me, I want to hear the theory first before I choose. Uh, well, I think Birkenstocks are like a, the ultimate classic sandal. They never go out of style. I think they're very cool. Um, and I'll defend them till my my last breath instead of defending anything worthwhile. <laughs> uh, but I, lo- like, I love them. And uh, I spend a lot of time looking at them. I own a few pairs. Um, and I think that they, like, if you have to wear a sandal, 
Making Birkenstock is always like, acceptable. Not like those fancy Birkenstocks. They have to be like sort of, for me, like the traditional ones. But how do anyways. You f- how do you feel about something that was very popular in high school when I was dating Jack Johnson and also <laughs> college, which is uh, Birkenstocks with socks? Yeah, I still think it can work if it's the right sock. If it's a wool you, sock with a red stripe. You'd wow, rock like a stock in a sock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like a sock that. in a stock, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would be – I'd love it. I think it looks great. Especially I, if it's like the Boston's with like the mule style. Yeah, I, I love it. totally appreciating your retro embrace of the it. Birkenstock because I feel like Birkenstocks fell out of favor. I kind of like – and I don't own any in, anymore um, – but I kind of like the fancy ones. Mm. I think they're kind of Like the new stylish. ones that are coming out? This season has some great styles. Yeah, they're like narrower and metallic. Oh, those are very pretty. Those are yeah. last and se- those are like two to three seasons ago. Sorry, Allison. No, it's all right. I'm, I don't, so I don't you- pretend to be They're very, um, very nice. a sales also, rep for Birkenstock. A metallic shoe. I mean, I'll argue pro a metallic shoe. I like a metallic you shoe. Yeah, I think that's too. fun. I've never yeah. been able to pull off anything metallic, including. Do you remember when small backpacks were uh, in fashion? Sure. They're back. They are? Yeah. Uh, everything that I threw out is back. Yep. But I owned mm-hmm. two small backpacks one black leather from Guess, and one. I don't know what the material was, but it was metallic silver. And I purchased this in Europe. Because there was this super cool girl who she was probably like 18 or 19, which is about how old I was. She had like chic, short blonde hair. She smoked cigarettes. I I think she was Dutch. And she had a metallic silver backpack. And I was like, I need that. So I went out and got myself a metallic silver backpack. And all I received was mockery. Mockery and silence. Not, Not one compliment. And I get it. I... Couldn't pull it off, but I wanted to. Mm, I did once buy a metallic gold puffy vest. So Ooh. I know your pain. And I like Vancouver, that. It was beautiful. Um, but I remember walking down the street and I was wearing these really nice uh, Nikes that were, I called them my Spider-Man shoes. They were metallic silver with like this, this bright blue <laughs> swoosh. And uh, people just hated me. <laughs> I like this look. It was a great look. Uh, I had just returned uh, from living in Montreal for a while where I'm from, but I moved back to the West Coast and uh, I was like, this is how people dress where I'm from. And then, uh, no, nobody liked that look. Uh, I didn't get a lot of wear out of the vest. (laughs) People were openly hostile towards me (laughs) when I was wearing it. Why are people so threatened by our metallic vibes? I don't know. In Canada, they did that? Yeah, we're hostile in our own ways. Yeah, it's different. Oh, what is the way? Well, we're more like, ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah, I think people have, um, I think people, I've said this on my podcast before, Americans are nicer than Canadians, but Canadians are more polite. I understand that. I'm from Massachusetts, though, which is, that's one of the East ones. Yes. <laughs> um, little squiggly on the end, kind of a swoosh at the uh, on the right side. And if you're looking at it, you know, standard North-South orientation. And uh, people will would be, like, openly, openly mean if they didn't like your clothes. Like, in Boston, people would just oh. be like, nice shirt, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, on the street, people would do that's that. That's so mean. 
Okay. It's, that's so that, that's that my baseline me for mean. It's like would people yell at you across the street if they thought your shirt was stupid? No, no, absolutely not. People would yell at you here though if you're doing something like awful. Like everyone's always yelling at cars and stuff and Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That no, we're not cruel. Yeah. Well, Go not on. usually. I think if yeah, I the don't want to bike speak. prank. <laughs> my parents encouraged that prank. I don't think I really thought of it on my, completely on my own, but I definitely wanted. I really wanted uh, to be accepted and loved uh, by my parents. Um, yeah, that's really mean, Josh. That's, it's really mean. That's awful. Not that everyone there is like that all the time, but that's just like when you're like, people were mean on the street. That's truly what I picture. It's just no, people like open, not. open hostility. No, like it's you more would like say an to energy a person, thing, more like a vibe. <laughs> mm, bad vibes. Bad vibes can't discount that. Yeah. Bad so, vibes, but no one like, no one complimented it. And it was pretty mm-hmm. out there item that you would think it would get some compliments. Uh, so the silence was, was deafening. This is how I feel about my my bag. So, yeah. Yeah. I bet it was so cool. I mean, I, I thought it was. was. Cool. I thought it was. But then this guy, this was in college, and this guy, Dave, told our mutual friends that he knew of some, like, 90-year-old woman who dressed entirely in metallic, which... That lady rules. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, Dave Matthews from your college, who did all those bonfires, That's right. should not have been mean to you like that. Yeah, but it was like secondhand mean because he didn't yeah. tell me. He just told them that there was this lady who was this metallic lady and my bag reminded him of her. <laughs> such I don't a, like it. Such Mm-mm. a... I don't like this Dave character. No. You need to spend time with friends that build you up, Allison. I know. <laughs> I mean, I think now I do. Okay. Not that I spend time with friends at all, right, but right, like right. I would now. Okay, I want to dig into a little bit this uh, Americans are nicer but Canadians are more polite. What does that mean? Cuz Josh, you understood. I do I think I did. I think I'm on your wavelength, Felicia. I just whenever I am in the US and this includes like New York or LA or smaller places, I can't believe how genuinely kind people seem. And nice, and they don't want to rock the boat, and patient. Uh, of course, like in the news, what we see is a very different story. Um, yeah. But and also customer service. I know that the risk of losing a job in the U.S. holds even greater, um, as it would be even a greater loss than in Canada because the safety net's not the same. But customer service is above and beyond. Like it's too much. I'm like, don't be, you don't have to be nice to me. You're already doing the thing I need you to do, which is selling me the thing or bringing me the food. <laughs> like, it's fine. You don't have to talk to me. Uh, yeah, people just seem genuinely really nice a lot of the time. And I think Canadians, uh, we pride ourselves on being sarcastic and critical. And I don't know, it's a little bit different. Um, but we get, the, we get, a, we get pass all the time that we're, the, we're so nice and we're, I think that we are polite, but I don't know that we're always nice where I feel like See, I want to go to Canada. So, yeah. Like I want to be just, around the sarcastic people. You I can think. just bitch. It's like a dialogue that I have with the universe is just complaining constantly and everyone's fine with it. You just have to make it interesting. <laughs> That's the only rule about complaining. You have to make it charming and yeah, you have to be self-reflective. I, I love a charming complaint. Right? That's so, so fun. On on. 
Yeah, I, I love, love self awareness. Would you say mm-hmm. that America? I know that this, these are broad strokes, but would you say that yeah. America lacks a self awareness that Canada has? I couldn't say really. I don't think that I would. I know enough Americans to say that, or I've had enough experiences mm. to really say that. Right. Um, I just uh, when I look at America, I'm always like, "You guys deserve a lot better than you're getting." <laughs> What's happening? That's true. It's so like it's so upsetting to watch the news and like not only like what's just happened over the past year, but what's but just what happens there is, you know, these things happen in Canada to a certain degree, too. So it's not like we are perfect, but like what uh, kinds of things I, I, I'm sure I agree. But what kinds of things are you talking about? Um, are you talking well, about the like, shootings that are now on the rise again here? Yeah, the shootings are one thing that's always shocking and not shocking, too. Like, when mm-hmm. they happen, it's just like, okay, this is going to happen. But the kind of shit that you go through with your politicians mm-hmm. and the things that have happened in the you know in the past six years have been particularly upsetting right. to watch. But there should be – your taxes should be paying for health care. They should be paying for education. Like, there's so much money mm-hmm. in America that gets, gets spent on things that – no, don't help anybody. Yeah. And I don't know. I think, yeah. And, and once again, like these things happen in Canada, but it's different. Like there's millions and millions and millions and millions of more people that are suffering there. And like, it's mind blowing to be in a smaller town in the U S and see people that didn't get healthcare when they needed it. So they may have a permanent limp or they lost an eye or they're missing a finger or, you know, that basic healthcare isn't caught, co- isn't covered unless you have a job is like our healthcare kind of sucks, but at least if something happens, you're not going to end up with a hundred thousand dollar bill because mm-hmm. you sliced your finger off at work. So right like before that, that, that Matarazzo kid showed up, oh, turns out this is just for a show. Sorry about your finger. <laughs> yeah, <oops. laughs> yeah. You're like so, this doesn't even give me health insurance. <laughs> you cut off my finger. <laughs> I wonder how much that show paid. Like after the people's realized they didn't have a job <laughs> like a year's salary like what would be the the appearance fee for the the strange person that they suckered into this right i don't even know how far the show had gotten yeah he was really i wonder who the original star they had planned for the show it feels like it couldn't have been that little boy right Oh, I feel like it's so much meaner with a grown-up to, like, because the grown-up knows what they're doing, right? Like, a grown-up, like, an adult who's like, oh, yeah, we hey, we know it's uh, economic times have been hard, but, um, hey, we're, we're ready. We're really ha- excited to onboard you starting Monday. Like, they know that when you're like, ah, sucker, your kids are going to have to just suck on ice for dinner tonight again. Like, they know <laughs> what they're doing is wrong. Yeah, that's why they couldn't get anyone and they got this kid. Maybe that's what happened. And he's like, this is great. I'm not just going to be the kid from Stranger Things. I'm going to be this really mean man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a mean man now. I'm all grown up. I'm not a boy. I'm a mean man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for this. Always wanted to be a mean man. Um, Listen, you guys. National Sleep Month. I I missed an opportunity for a segue earlier. And I am the... 
I consider myself the queen of segues, so um, I have a lot of explaining to do. National Sleep Month is nearly over, but it's never too late to revitalize your nighttime routine and get the sleep you need to feel your best every day. Our good friends at CBDMD have the perfect duo of melatonin-infused products to help you rest, recover, and make every month feel like sleep month. CBDPM blends sleep-promoting ingredients like melatonin, valerian root, and chamomile with 500 milligrams of high quality CBD to create a powerful and effective sleep aid and sleep PM bath salts fuse superior CBD and melatonin with a mixture of Epsom Dead Sea and Himalayan salt to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience um, and then CBD MD has like a whole bunch of other products too they have they have um, stuff for your lips they have bath salts they have uh, the thing that I have used and liked which is this like roll on with CBD and lidocaine for sore muscles because as I mentioned, when I got my cordless vacuum, I went nuts with it and I was like waving it over my head and getting in the corners and then I was really sore afterwards. Uh, And to make it even easier to relax, regroup and recharge, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code Allison at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code Allison for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. So, so again, that is cbdmd.com, promo code Allison. Okay, Josh, I have to ask you, um, you were on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. With my man crush, Mandy Patinkin. Yes. What? What? And I've and I know Helen Hong was on that episode too. And I've since had her on this show, and I forgot to ask her. But what was that like? Was he all that I hope he would be? Yes. I. I mean, I know him. I was going to say I only know him from that, but that's not true. I just mean this is the only time I've interacted with him. Um, I was a panelist on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and and he and his wife were. Uh, the the not my job segment guests so it's like an interview and then they play a game and they were so charming and everyone was so delighted to talk with them and they were like incredibly gracious and uh mo rocca who is also a panelist on that episode was like an honest to goodness gigantic mandy patinkin fan and started singing to him and he was singing back it was just like so fun and so uh so sweet and it was like, it was really, really fun. It's really interesting because on, on that show, I think they, they do such a wonderful job, um, like making every episode, you know, with the guests, like you really, they really highlight what's fascinating about the guests and like sometimes a little interplay with the panelists and sometimes not, but they hit the ground running so fast and we're so just like immediately we were like, everyone was just like enraptured. And, and because, you know, he has like, a 40 year career that everyone is like aware of and delighted by. So like, not only was he great, but like everyone was just so primed to love him from, from moment one. It was a blast. So what you're saying is my competition for being Mandy's favorite is Mo Rocca. Am I going to have Yeah, to I would say Mo, I would say of, of the panelists, Mo was maybe the one who is, who, who I would guess would be Mandy's favorite. He didn't, he didn't rank us on the show or off the air, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel that. like Mo's readiness to sing. I will tell you what, I liked his interaction better than Mandy Patinkin more than watching mine. I was like, <laughs> this guy gets it. Yeah. And I was delighted. I had a great time, but I'll tell you what, I wasn't, I wasn't bringing up the deep cuts. He, he was very, um, 
this is how gracious he was. Peter Sagal, the host of, uh, of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, um, who, who, you know, great host for a number of years, um, asked him to say the, the line from Princess Bride, the My Name is Inigo Montoya, You Killed My Father, Prepared to Die. And, um, he said it and all the panelists and Peter, like, applauded like children who just saw magic for the first time it was and i was just like over the moon delighted and he peter was like i think he who is also a big fan was like i have to ask you this because this is like what what we all like on the edge of our seats we would love to hear this and he obliged and was gracious and enthusiastic and just like so wonderful i love that i love that it was a blast well, I'm very jealous of all that. Would you guys be interested in doing some Just Me or Everyone? This is where uh, people write in with things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or everyone? And we weigh in. And then also, if you guys have your own Just Me or Everyone's, um, we reveal those. Let's do it. I'd love that. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me? All right. Um, do you guys have your own Just Mirror Everyone's? I have a weird one. I love weird ones. Okay. I always have, like, when I get to the end of a tube of toothpaste, I save a little bit of toothpaste in case there's an emergency toothpaste situation. So if I run out of toothpaste, I always have this little bit of toothpaste. I do the same thing with dish soap. Like I'll start another container mm. or tube bottle, um, but there's always just like this emergency amount of toothpaste or dish soap, for example, in my house. Where do you save it? Like where do you leave that that reserve nugget of toothpaste? Just in the like the cupboard where I keep my like extra shampoo or soap. Okay. Yeah. Like how many are in there? Just one. Oh, just there's one. A, so you you one. toss it when yeah, the right. next one. I see. Interesting. I no. I you. I will use it. Oh, you will. Yeah, I'll use it. Oh, I see. Got yeah. it. And I have extra toothpaste as well, like full tubes. But I don't know when I started doing it. I think it's weird. Have you ever had this emergency where you needed it? Yeah, for sure. Like where one tube is empty and I'm like, oh, I don't have another fresh tube, but I've got an emergency little bit, especially with dish soap. It really, it's really paid off. Yes. I can see where that would, where that would come in handy. I'm trying to think if I do any, like I'm pretty bad. I'm the person who puts the milk back in the refrigerator with one sip left. Cause I'm like, cause I, I'll want that for my coffee. Um, and also I just, I don't like dealing with like throwing away unwieldy things like a big carton that you got to rinse out and smush so down. You're leaving and, it for somebody else. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. Um, but I don't do that with toothpaste or dish soap. Do you do it with um, anything else? I'm trying to think. I also do it with concealer. I have like yeah, a with cosmetics. concealer. And yeah. I take like the older one and I put it like in a purse or my drawer at work. For emergency right. concealer. I oh, would say the, cl- yes. the closest thing I do to that behavior is like a deodorant. Oh, okay. I'll do that with. Because that's one that I feel like sometimes I'll get caught without in a pinch. 
and I'll save like one where it's down to like the skeleton and you're just <laughs> scraping fragrant plastic against yourself yeah. like uh, like armpit Zydeco and um, <laughs> and that there. I'll do that for sure like keeping a little yes. like a, a, the dregs of deodorant around in case of an emergency yeah okay, that makes me feel better Josh thanks yeah really I realize I do it with cosmetics like if I open up a new mascara I have trouble throwing away the old one because, but I might need it in an emergency. However, then I'm also always worried that I'm going to confuse the new one and the old one. Mm -hmm. So I take nail polish and I like draw a dot on the old one and I never, I never go back and use it. I also, um, for like individual false eyelashes for the outside, like if I'm doing TV or something, um, if anyone has ever purchased Tony, Josh, I know you guys have probably purchased a lot of individual false eyelashes, but they come on like a little card. Um, and there's always maybe a fifth of them that are just like mangled or deformed. And so you don't use those ones, but I never throw it out. I have like, I, you sound much more regimented with the way you keep your extras. I have just like a, a Ziploc bag full of ones that I should have thrown out, but I have them here in case I need them, even though I'll never use them. Yeah, I think that I have a lot of stuff like that, too. With cosmetics, I've recently made myself purge. I mean, they say you're supposed to throw that stuff out, like, every... I don't do that at all, though. I have I, I have yeah. really old cosmetics around. I it's just finally, like, made myself throw away stuff. I used to work at a place where that sold, like, organic cosmetics, and I was like, so I had, like, 10 eyeshadows I never really used. Yeah. And, I was like, and if it's know, organic, then especially... Yeah, especially goes you bad. Shouldn't put this on your face, <laughs> right? But it's tough. It's tough. Mascara, like every three months, I try to get a new tube. But with the pandemic, I don't wear mascara because it right causes problems. The only time I wear lipstick is when I do this show. Yeah, same. Whenever I'm, like, I don't on the get same. it on my mask. Yeah, um, Josh, do you have a just mirror, everyone? Sure. Yes. Um, oh shoot, I lost it. It was so. It was so weird that I'm sure. Oh, maybe other people do do it for low stakes passwords, like <laughs> for like for for accounts that are like my password at like thegap.com or whatever, <laughs> where it's like sure I should log in for free shipping, but it's not like it's never an emergency. Like it's never like oh if I can't get into the gap.com I won't be able to pay my electric bill or whatever. <laughs> so for low stakes passwords, my plan is like I don't remember them and then I just make a new one every time. Yes. I visit the site. I just go straight to uh, I'll try. I'll be like I feel like I was in a this password headspace last time I was at thegap.com and uh not I'm not I'm not sponsored by the gap. It could be any place. Um but it's like it could be any place. It could be Old Navy, it could be Old Navy. Republic, Banana Republic. They're all Baby Gap. Um <laughs> any of any place. But um so I will I'll I'll wing it, but like I don't write them down anywhere. I don't use like my policy is just like, oh yeah, I forgot that password. Does anyone else play it that fast and loose? I think a lot of people do. Um, okay, I was doing that for a long time, mm-hmm. and then I it, I found it so frustrating that I've started just using the suggested password. You can have them oh. suggest, and then it's like I will never ever remember that. I won't. I don't even 
pretend that I'm going to remember that. Um, but my computer will. Sure. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is the other thing. But that's probably so not I don't, safe. I don't trust – like I'm always worried that if I save my passwords in my computer – some like some agent of espionage is going to get a hold of it right. and just um you know use up all my Nike Plus user rewards points or whatever <laughs> and so i resist saving passwords like i don't do the um facial recognition oh, on don't? my phone cuz i was like i don't want you to know what i look like phone yeah i i i did use the finger one do you use your camera I, yeah <laughs> so it knows what I look like, but maybe it thinks I'm my dog. That's oh, true. Yeah. I take as many pictures of my dog as I take of myself. So I think it thinks that I'm a very advanced pug. Um, and, <laughs> but yeah, so I like don't trust. I don't trust like password saving mechanisms a lot of the time. I don't trust like facial recognition stuff. But for some reason, I'm like, what's better is just constant chaos in the password <laughs> department i totally hear you in fact i feel now that like i shouldn't have revealed that i even do that on my computer because who knows Same. what can i feel like what i revealed i don't know how anyone would take advantage of that because i always do like two-factor authentication um same and, and so yeah so three i feel factor. like three factor holy shit that's the so third, many factors the third factor is um <laughs> I, I I change my identity and I move. I'm on the run. A guy, yeah. a guy comes to your house and is like, "the the six digit authentication code is one six four three zero two. Exactly, and, I, like, and okay. I have to say it over and over really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do that, but yeah. I check out as a guest all the time. For yeah. I love I checking out as guests. Accounts with like yes. I have purchased from the Gap before, and I could log in and they would have my purchase history, but instead of going through that i just check out as a guest i, oh, I check out as too. a guest all the time and then when i want to track the thing i'm like this would it actually would be so much easier if <laughs> yeah. i had logged in the only time i won't check out as a guest is if it autofills my email and my password because oh, yeah, i don't want to yeah. be i don't want to have to deal it deal with it tony you've been I'll very quiet guest. are you hacking us yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm working on all that right now. Uh, You're in the mainframe. <laughs> exactly. I'm hacking into the mainframe. Uh, no, I don't. I, that's why I've been quiet. I don't really do any of this stuff. I will. Uh, I'll. I'll save the passwords, and I'll, I'll also usually kind of use the same passwords. Like maybe I'll rotate them every now and then. But uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, but yeah, I'll also try and check out as guest because making an account with anything is basically. You saying, hey, email me seven times but a day. But even when yeah. you check out his guest, they'll be like, yeah. what's your email? And it's like, oh, I know what game you're playing. <laughs> you slimy fuck. The worst part is when you check out with guests, you do more work. And I don't yeah. know why. Like, yes. You still have to fill out yep. all the stuff that is probably yep. already in that account. My, yeah. I get emails. I never, too. Like, once every five years... I'll unsubscribe from stuff, and even that has like a fifty percent success rate. Yeah. Where they'll they'll just be like, um, he doesn't mean that, but I, <laughs> no. like, he loves our emails. He's just playing hard to get, um, and they'll just keep emailing me. But there's places like places that I've that I'm like, why would I? It, there's two, there's three kinds of places. There's places where it's like, okay, you got me. I will look at these emails and maybe make a purchase from them because I am a frequent customer. There's places gap.com. I, look, I'm not going to give away my secrets, um, but there are places who, there are places where uh, 
I've I've gone like to get a gift for someone that like I don't care about at all. Like it's like a place I got my mom a massage gift card nine years ago, and they email me every day. Um, <laughs> like, is it your mom's birthday again? It's like you know when it is. And then the other one is um, when you buy something that like you couldn't possibly need more than one of and then you just get ads and emails for it all the time or it's like i just bought like a bed <laughs> like <laughs> right how many beds <laughs> like do you know what i mean like you're there like so we saw you browsing for beds perhaps you'd like these beds and it's like you don't think if i was getting two beds i would have just bought two beds <laughs> <laughs> I have a e- daily email from the Irish store because I bought a sweater from them uh, five years mm-hmm. ago. And I look at their emails all the time. And then I decide that I'm not worth a sweater from Ireland. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but I won't uh, unsubscribe because one day I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to get that sweater. I need that. that 20% off gift uh, gift card yeah. uh, w- in the nine years. I get daily, maybe twice daily. You know what? You know who emails me all the time? Uh, Lids. The, the hat store. I get two a day from Lids. I bought a hat from them like three years ago. And it's like, I'm bald, but I've only got one head. I can't be buying hats daily. Um, and the same with Hanes, where it's like, I bought six pairs of underwear three, three months ago. And they're every day. They're like, do you need more underwear? And it's like, you know damn well how often I buy underwear. Hanes.com. It's when the last underwear is just a hint of just a whisper between my pants and my legs. <laughs> just a hoop of hope. I a think, hoop of hope. That's beautiful. I think it's weird when you look at a website and then you leave and then you get an email from them. They're like, shh, we saw you browsing. It's like, ah! Well, yeah, what is this, a Craigslist misconnection? Stop <laughs> yeah. following me. I know. Yeah. That's what drives me crazy is if you do actually do the unsubscribe and then they send you an email to tell you that you unsubscribed. It's like, this is kind it's of like, defeating I, the point. I don't thing. trust you now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or when I, you, I, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I had a, a really weird, just this past week, kind of took all this up a notch and it wasn't even directly related to me. So... For Josh and Alicia, because they don't know this about me, probably. Uh, I got divorced in the last year. Yay, fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the there was some mail that came for my ex-wife last week. And it's it's nothing ugly. Like, we can communicate if we need to and everything. So I, I wrote her and I, I told her that some mail came and I, like, sent a picture of what it was. And she responded bonded saying oh i actually i thought i went on their website and changed my address she's like would you mind she's like will you just open it and tell me what it is so i did and i opened it up they sent the letter here to say that they got the change of address for her oh my goodness is now help me (laughs) is it a bank (laughs) No, it was not a bank. Okay, because banks the do reason, like that. Is the reason to do that in case you were your address was fraudulently <gasps> oh. changed, and so they send it to you to be like, I, I don't know if this is. Yeah, I don't, maybe, that's a yeah. good point, though. Yeah, because they're like, look, someone changed your address, but 
we know that you live here still. We think you might still be living here. So we're going to send it to you. Because, but other than that, you like, you know how when you change your password on something, they'll send you an email that's like your password was changed. Or like when you, yeah. Uh, yeah. So log in maybe from a it's different like browser. Yeah. Log yeah. in from a different browser. Classic. But changing your physical address that and then sending you snail mail to be like you don't live here right is like so ridiculous yeah like at the at the worst case scenario like or best case scenario i guess send just send the email like if she did it online so send her the email saying we got the ad don't send physical mail how often right because how often does that physical mail get to someone who changed their address at their old address and they're like Thank God you've got this discrepancy. <laughs> I changed my address. I thought I was going to move, but I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a just mirror everyone from a listener. The Clevelander says, walking around in socks and then wearing them inside is disgusting and filthy. But walking around outside barefoot and then going inside is perfectly acceptable. Hmm. I... I feel the total opposite of that. I don't like being barefoot. I also don't like being barefoot. There's no reason ever to be barefoot in a city. It's a very bad idea. (laughs) Yeah. It's really disgusting. Um, I don't understand. Does the person... I'm so sorry. I was uh, thinking about something else. Um, Was the person walking outside just in socks? Walking around outside... Yeah, walking around outside oh. in socks and then wearing them inside is disgusting and I, filthy. What? But I was walking around a sock inside a shoe, just socks. Yeah, that's that's, that's um, crazy. That's yeah, that's worse so than walking that's around barefoot. Preposterous. Yeah, preposterous that's what, that's what they're saying. Yeah, but walking around outside barefoot and then going inside is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I mean, I'm I see. Say I see what no they're saying. <laughs> you just like in your backyard, or you would go I imagine, shopping. Yeah. No, I don't think they're like going to the liquor store or anything. Okay, I agree. If yeah. they're just like in the backyard and you go inside, that's fine. I mean, I have a, a dog. I don't, my house is filthy. It might look clean, but I have a dog. Which means yeah, I have slippers by the door outside because I can't handle stepping outside in socks or barefoot. And then it's just, it, it's just it's too dusty. So you Going just go outside in slippers? Yeah, but here, I'll hold one up. Hang on. Okay. This is fascinating. <laughs> Oh, it's nice. got a sole. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, yeah. That's a good idea. I have idea. a hard bottom slipper That's that I, I live in like an eight person, an eight unit building. Mm-hmm. And so I've occasionally worn my hard bottom slippers like down to get the mail. Yeah. You know, in the, in the front. And that, that doesn't seem well, but like the idea of, of doing those. that in socks, that no. doesn't seem right to me. No. no. I accidentally stepped in like a puddle and it was deep enough to get my sock wet. Oh. And it was a puddle by the garbage can, so it was a garbage mm-hmm. water puddle. No, yeah. And it was the if, like the sock just went in the garbage. The oh, shoe went in yeah. the washing machine. It was crazy, and I was like, "This is garbage water. It's touched my sock now." Disgusting. I hate that. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. It's a very wet <laughs> city. It's a very wet city. If I'm going outside in just socks, my house is on fire. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason. <laughs> yes. I'm leaving. They take on like, water. It's a bad idea. They whip. I'm le- I'm leaving like it's the end of Fiddler on the Roof, and it's just like a sad song while I walk to a new city to live in. Wow. <laughs> so, I've never seen anyone go outside just in their socks on purpose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe you're just grabbing mail or something. 
I can't That's so weird. I don't even want to do I that. I can't understand yeah. I would, Why not barefoot then? Yeah. Clevelander, we're going to need a little more info. Yeah. Okay. So this, this person, I do think, I was picturing Sock in a shoe, yes. and then you take <laughs> off the shoe and your sock is sweaty, but just a sock... They, I guess on a technicality, I agree that if you were to do this thing that you should never do, yes, take off your socks when you get inside. It's covered in the earth. Don't right. do yeah. that. That's I need to. I need to revisit just for a second. I need to revisit Josh's shoe situation. So you okay. post photos of your shoes often, related to new episodes of your show. Yes. Um, Jesus and marrow. Jesus and marrow. Uh, Sundays and Thursdays at 11 on Showtime. And you guys just won an award, the WGA Award, right? Congratulations. We won the WGA Award. Yeah, yes. last night we, we they did a remote ceremony and uh, it was so thrilling. I'm so proud of our of our team and the whole bigger team that it takes, you know, to make the show. It's not just the writers, but like so, so thrilling to be recognized. It was really overwhelming. I, I uh, teared up. I wept a little bit. I was so... Drunk, uh, but also <laughs> deli- like delighted and overwhelmed with like happiness for my colleagues. Congratulations. And, and our team. That Thank is you. awesome. Oh, yeah, now, congrats. do you collect sneakers? I, I do. Like I have a lot of sneakers, but I don't have sneakers that I don't wear. So I don't collect them in that way. Like I don't have a, a whole setup for sneakers that are like, Oh, these are the ones that I can never mm-hmm. put on my feet because they're too rare or expensive or I'm waiting for them to accumulate value or something. How many how many pairs do you have and like where do you keep them? I have um so I have it's gotta be close to fifty pairs right now, but I'm eyeing like pairing down by probably twenty percent. I have a bunch of shoes that are like n- there's a few that are just like Oh, I'm hanging on to these because I like them, but they're really like kind of old and worn out. Or there's a couple that I'm like, I bought these like online and they, they don't fit super well, but Mm -hmm. I didn't return them. So I've only worn them a few times and like try to find a good home for them, you know, sell them or donate them or, or find a friend that I can just give a pair to that were roughly the same size. Um, so I have about, about 50 pairs currently and it's the setup is I have a bunch of pairs that are like the setup that Jesus has on the show. It's fairly similar with like kind of clear plastic boxes with a little door on the front that you can reach through and, and take the shoes out so you can see them, but also access them. Um, and then a bunch of just stacked shoe boxes, like a second uh, rampart next to my bed <laughs> of, uh, of shoe boxes. And how early in meeting your now wife did she discover your shoe collection? This was, I think it started, um, like, as we were getting together. Maybe, no, that's not even true. It started after, like, a year oh. into us being together. So it really didn't even start till we lived together. A bait and switch. It was a bait and switch. She thought I was a guy with, like, three pairs of shoes, <laughs> and I showed her. And also, where is Busy the Pug right now? She is, so it's not that late, I, but I got a text probably 40 minutes ago from, from my wife that was like, uh, LOL, we're in bed. <laughs> so they're, they're like in bed. They're probably, I mean, Maris is probably reading, but they might be asleep by now. We and, were, we ahead. were, I cannot stress to you that we were drunk for an award show that we were not at <laughs> because there wasn't a physical, like it was all pre-taped, but we pre-gamed and then we gamed and then we were delighted. And so we're both like hung over from watching a live stream of this thing. 
So, which is, uh, that's like my, I'm old now. <laughs> it's official. So yeah, they're in bed. Um, and Alicia, where's Hank? That's a really good question. Oh, he's sleeping. He's okay. Well, he's listening. He's <laughs> looking at me. He's, uh, I don't know if you'll be able to see him, but everyone on this show has an adorable dog. Yeah. I he's saw Bentley. On his rug. He's freaked out about this spring cleaning. Bentley. Oh, the little turkey dog. Yeah, I saw Tony's Bentley like leaning into he's, the into the he's right here toward the window earlier. Oh, oh that's a good little he's guy. So oh my god, how much does he weigh? He is thirty two pounds. Oh, oh he's a big Frenchie of smush. Can you hear the snorting? Hi, no, so it's drowning it out like it's like Zoom is drowning it out like it's construction like three houses down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to pick um, up Hank and bring him to the screen, but okay. I don't think he'd like that. Do you want me oh, to? Okay. Oh, if you wouldn't like that, no. I don't. I don't want to put Hank out. Hank, do you want to come visit? Oh, Josh, hi. next time you're on, we'll do it earlier so we can have a busy appearance. Yeah, I could have brought her at the beginning too. I just like didn't. Um, I was not on top of things. That's okay. All right, and this is our last one. Ray Morgan says, "Can't take a shower with a full stomach." Um, huh. I think I what? could if I needed to, but I get that. I wouldn't want to. Hmm. I wouldn't want to be like, and this this reveals self loathing. But I wouldn't want to be like alone with my body if I've got a full stomach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think I never it's really yeah. thought about it. No, I don't think it's. I thought about it, but I wonder if he feels nauseous. Maybe I. He you feels kind of sick thinking about it, but I don't know. Like I'm not reading this as full stomach. Like, oh, I feel I had a healthy meal and I feel satiated. I'm I'm thinking like a turkey. I mean a Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving dinner, dinner. Like, yeah, totally stuff where you just want to be prone. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it I makes mean, sense to me. I've just never thought yeah. of it before. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Like, yeah. I guess in those scenarios, I don't really want to get off the couch. But if mm-hmm. I like had to take a shower for some reason, I could. I think, I think it I can't could see too. It being a problem. You'd feel better afterwards, actually. Yeah. Um, I I almost always feel better after a shower. Like Mm -hmm. even if I just took one two hours ago. Like if I'm sick or whatever, I'll shower like over and over again. Um, Yeah, just that's like I don't know. Is this anything? (laughs) Like (laughs) like turning off your turning off your heating pad and turning it back on. Right. It's such a good way to like press reset on your mood. Mm -hmm. I say as someone who it, I spend so much time lately just like. Should I, am I going to take a shower today? I don't know. I don't really feel like it. I don't really, you know, like I, I have a real issue with getting myself into the shower. I, Tony famously takes a shower right when he gets up every single day. Oh. And he wears shoes t- every day, too. What a hero. Yep. As soon as I get out of the shower, shoes <laughs> on. And they you put on shoes right, right after you get out of the shower? Yep. And then they come off right before I go to bed. Oh, wow. I okay. don't, I, I, again, the barefoot thing even kind of applies to just socks. Unless, I've, unless maybe I had like a day where I did like a shitload of walking or something, mm-hmm. then maybe I'll take the shoes off. But yeah. I, mm-hmm. I prefer having shoes on. Mm-hmm. I get that. We, I, um, shower first thing. My shower schedule is very variable for sure. I'm not like a multiple shower a day person when I'm, you know, unless I've like done some kind of physical exertion that I showered before already too, or like, or like if I get up um, and I'm traveling, right. And I, I might shower like in the morning and then shower when I get to my destination. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like yeah. the, the plane seat sweat on my back is like 
a real, it's a specific kind of gritty sweat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's also yeah. nice to shower in nice hotel rooms with fluffy Yeah, that's fun. Towels. I miss that. Mm-hmm. 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 And robes. The first thing I do is walk the dog. The very first thing I do, first thing I do is mm. I go to the bathroom and brush my teeth. And then the second thing I do is take the dog outside. And then I have yeah. a cup of tea and then I shower. That's nice. Yeah. I, my dog walks, my dog goes for a walk. Like she'll be going out in a few hours. She goes in the middle of the night and then like 11 a.m. and then in the evening. Yeah. But she will, she demands to go out at like 2 a.m. every night and then she eats breakfast. Yep. Um, wait, she eats breakfast at 2 a.m.? Yeah. 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 I have a friend whose dog used to do that. Yep. I have a lot of questions, but she always liked this. No. Okay. It changed just under two years ago. And did she get sick? Is she older? She's older. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what, what happened for a while over the summer is like she would get fussy and she sleeps in bed with us. So she would get fussy and we'd take her out of, out of bed and we wouldn't, we didn't just want to like feed her because then it would set the precedent that like anytime she was fussy, we would, she would expect to be like just fed a meal. So I would like sleep on the couch for a while and she, I would put her like, on a on another we have you know two little love seats and I would put her on one and I would sleep on one like dangling over the sides and uh and it was a nightmare for like the whole summer and then we realized that pretty much reliably if we because sometimes we would put out food and she wouldn't even want it she would just fuss but if we take her for a walk bring her back in do like our regular like coming inside from walk treat regimen give her a meal then she would finish, and then we put her back into bed, and she almost always falls like immediately back to sleep. Oh, it's so sweet! So it's sweet. very sweet. It, but that is that's been every night for the last uh, twenty months, minus like five nights. Wow! Wow! So Who walks her at two? I usually walk her just because, like, going outside in the middle of the night and like, yeah. just like ambling around. Uh, I I think I, it just feels a little like putting out like dude energy into the night is a little it just feels a Safer. little better yeah yeah um yeah. and uh yeah but i i so i get up it's usually between two and three but like the last couple nights it's been closer to one so i i'll like go to sleep sometimes if i if i go to bed late like there's a celtics game on tonight so if i watch that and then take a little while to wind down it's basically like i nap and then I wake up and take the dog out, and then I that's then I sleep. <laughs> oh wow! I, yeah, I do anything for my dog, so it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. I don't know what else to do. Like yeah. we tried, you know what I mean. So it's just like I guess this is what life is as long as this dog is with us and we love her. Yeah. But at least this is like a nice predictable routine, so you can mm-hmm. you know work around it as opposed to yeah. if it was changing that, every night that first summer was really bad like when it when she like we didn't have a routine that would like reliably get her back to sleep when it was just like uh, uh do you want to sleep on the couch do you want like what if we go for a walk and don't have breakfast like we, once we found that groove it's been like so much more manageable but wow that first like couple of months of just like trying everything yeah. until we found out like what worked most reliably it was like i was like i guess i'll just never sleep and then i'll die <laughs> That yeah. is like having a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a pug? She's a pug. Oh, so cute. She turns 14 this summer. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. She has her own uh, Instagram account, right? 
She does. It's at Busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, the pug. She's very cute. She's, very She's a cutie, yeah. yeah. Um, She's like a, a, a fussy, <laughs> distinguished old lady. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for coming on. Um, uh, if you would like to send in your Just Me or Everyone, tweet it to the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Uh, please follow us or follow me on uh, social media at Allison Rosen, Twitter and Instagram. I would like to say hello and welcome to my new patrons. Jill Poo 3 has signed up for an annual subscription. Oh, yeah, I should say I offer uh, an annual subscription on Patreon. So if you want to sign up for a year, you get two months free. So it's 12 months for the price of 10. You can't afford not to unless you don't want to in which case that's totally fine too i would also like to welcome joe c uh richie g has signed up for an annual subscription and i'd also like to welcome um adriana c or maybe it is adriana i don't know but welcome to all of you i hope you guys uh are enjoying all of the patreon stuff patreon.com slash allison rosen also i I'm on Cameo, and I have uh, been spending all my time curating my Amazon lists. If you would like to shop products that I personally use and recommend and like, Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Uh, we were talking about cosmetics earlier. You can see all the cosmetics that I use, all my makeup, my podcast equipment, uh, stuff I recommend for the kids, for the dog, for the house, for the home. Daniel's Corner, all that stuff is there. If you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, leave us a nice comment, click five stars. I read them. I read them on the show sometimes. Um, and uh, I already mentioned YouTube and Childish. And uh, I think that's all my stuff. We got to find out all the guest stuff. Alicia, what should everyone look out for? Where can everyone find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Alicia A. Tobin. Uh, you can listen to my podcast, uh, Retail Nightmares. Um, we're almost at episode 300. 300 is being recorded wow. uh, in two days. Nice. Um, you can buy my book, So You're a Little Sad, So What? Nice things to say to yourself on bad days and other essays. You can follow my Outfit of the Day account. It's called Farmer Ma'am um, because I love uh, farm style clothes. Um, <laughs> or you could follow me at my at Alicia Tobin, which is a picture of Hank on Instagram, but you have to, um, it's private. So you have to ask and then tell me that you're not a creep and then I accept you, <laughs> which people do follow those instructions. So thank you. Thank you, Josh. Um, I'm at Josh Gondelman on Twitter and Instagram. I have a book called Nice Try Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Um, I have a podcast called Make My Day. It's a comedy game show with one contestant every week. So the contestant always wins. Um, and oh, Jesus and Marrow, Sundays and Thursdays on Showtime. Uh, I think, I think that's, I mean, oh, and I have stand up albums too that you can find wherever you're listening to things Bandcamp, um, Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, and if you want to know more than that about me, I am surprised. (laughs) (laughs) And Tony? Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And uh, my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And uh, if you have not yet checked out the Justin Pierre solo EP, I played drums on that. So check that out. It's streaming anywhere that you can stream things. He was the singer of Motion City Soundtrack. Um, and yeah, that's all. That's all my stuff right now. Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know and Rose and Show. We had a good time, but now we get
gotta go. 